We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest in Kansas City soccer coverage from KCSN. Featuring No Other Pod with Jimmy Mack and Daniel Kuser. Currently with Daniel Kuser and Chris Wright. And Soccer Talks with Ali Trost-Martin. KC Sports Network is your new go-to for Kansas City soccer coverage. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. And now, let's get to it. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy. As always, with my good buddy Daniel Finger Guns Coozer. You're back. You're back back. from bear country, bro. I made it alive. I didn't get eaten. So, if you uh, follow me on on Twitter or Instagram, you'll see I did find some bears. He did. He made sure to (laughs) to keep that going. Yeah. So, the (laughs) the bears were found. I did not get eaten, but it was a good time. Good deal, man. Good deal. Well, uh, I would say you were missed, but you joined us last week anyhow from uh, <laughs> a remote location uh, in a cabin in the woods. That's yeah, some evil I, dead shit right there, dude. If I had a better setup, I would have done it like a witness protection where I just would have been like shadowed out and had a voice changer so you couldn't see where <laughs> I was coming from. Welcome to No Other Pod. Exactly. <laughs> now it's like or a song movie. play a game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not good. Um, it was a, you know. A less than stellar week from a soccer perspective for for uh, sporting Kansas City. So, not we'll, great. Uh, we'll talk about that. But uh, yeah. but how was how was your week holding it down in uh, in Topeka? My week, man. It was. Uh, wife was out of town, so it was. Uh, yeah, she had a work trip. Living it up in California, and so I it's just me and the dogs, man. And I got to tell you, these dogs lose their minds when she yeah. leaves. Okay. They become different. Uh, <laughs> splinter hunts just in the backyard for whatever he yeah. won't listen to me um bingo will just hide and he'll just be in the corner of the room like he was just like hit or something i'm like He's what is scared. happening yeah what is going on i'm a safe person <laughs> uh so she came a... home i was like thank god you're here <laughs> is she the favorite i mean it has to be we have responsibilities right and the dogs sure. are very much hers uh the kitchen's very much mine right uh stuff like that so well, if, it was uh, weird. It was weird. If she's the one that gives them food, that probably is is where it comes from. So, yeah, and Bingo's a very picky eater. Sometimes you you gotta like you gotta pet him on the back sixteen times before he even decides <laughs> to eat. Uh, when I would leave, I had a rehearsal for this murder mystery I was in, and I 
I uh, would throw his food in his kennel. And I'm like, yeah, you'll either eat it or you'll just stare at it. I mean, who, who eat does or die. that? Yeah. <laughs> eat or die. Make your choice. <laughs> yeah. No, I dogs are weird. It's a weird time, so. man. But I survived, got through it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you made it. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, well, there's lots to talk about. I want to I want to talk about uh, both games, obviously, and uh, some reaction by fans in person and online to a certain sure. player that has been uh, the the subject of much discourse online and in person. Uh, we'll get to all that. Um, but I do want to remind you, if you haven't left a five star rating or a review yet on Apple Podcasts, uh, please go ahead and do so. We appreciate it. And we believe, at least as of right now. There are still some spots available if any of you want to play in the Tacos and Bourbon Golf Tournament on July 29th at Sunflower Hills Golf Course in Bonner Springs, Kansas. There's going to be food, there's going to be drinks, Holiday Distillery and Mission Taco are sponsoring it, prizes, giveaways, silent auction, a shot at a, uh, for a million dollars. So it's going to be a, a good time. So uh, make sure you click on the link in the description uh, if you have any uh questions or for more information and if you uh, have any sponsorship inquiries contact uh, christian gumminger got the name right i believe there you go kcsn foundation at gmail.com so, july 29th huh yes i think i'm gonna be there you're gonna go i think so i, I checked with Brittany. i was like hey i know we got some family in town do we, do we have anything going on that day and she was like not that i'm aware of right now you want to so. just you want to just do this damn thing bro you want to get a, a doubles team going I have never played a round of golf. Haven't you? So no, I'm. I, I was thinking I'd be there to like help out with stuff and and enjoy <laughs> the libations. But uh, you know, we, we'll we'll talk offline. We'll see. That'd be wild. That'd be. I wild. would be there's, the worst. It's one of the few Saturdays where there's where I'm not going to Children's Mercy Park. Yeah. Uh, those are very few. It's like yeah. wow, I get to not do anything. So between the current and sporting, y'all are busy with soccer. We make some trips. That's so. for sure. It's a, it's a good time, but yeah, check it out if you if you haven't done so yet, and we'll we'll figure it out. We'll see if we can do a little team, or uh, I I would I would just hold you back. I'll tell you that I right would, now. I would probably not. I'm not interested <laughs> in paying to lose because I'm not great. So okay, well <laughs> we were pretty good at the Sporting KC mini golf tournament that we did. Speak for yourself, bro. I got hosed the whole day. Well, Marissa it, and I. Do you remember that <laughs> hole where you all got a hole in one? And yeah. every time I hit it, it zooped right out of the hole. <laughs> just came back. Just fucking loop-de-looped. And I was like, I can't buy it. I don't know what's yeah. going on. But as a team, I think we did pretty well. No, we did well as a team. Yeah. But I can you imagine if I would have carried my, you know, pulled my weight? We might have yeah. won that damn thing. I'm we still might have. salty. It's, it's, I shouldn't have brought it up. I'm sorry. I knew brought it up, dude. It's so sensitive. <laughs> I'm going to uh, just rip this tank. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about this LA Galaxy game because yeah, it was this, a Galaxy game. This was an interesting one. It was a midweek game, uh, late kick Wednesday night, nine thirty Central. I was in Eastern time, so it didn't start until ten thirty my time, which kind of Marissa sucked. was in Pacific time. Was she really? Yeah, that would have been. She, she was. was like she was in Santa Barbara, like two hours away or so. So she's like, "This is great." Seven thirty yeah. kick. I'm having a drink by the beach, dude. She was like just getting home from dinner and stuff, and I was like uh, falling asleep. I'm so tired. <laughs> Um, this was an interesting one because we had just dropped points against LAFC. Yep. And and that was disappointing. And we had said on this podcast last week that we thought, even though usually you go on the road, you get a point, it's a success. We thought that we needed to go to LA, who is a pretty bad team right now, and don't have Chicharito because 
he had the, the ACL injury. Right. And we thought, got to get the full three points. And if you look necessary. at the, yeah, if you look at the lineups that were put out, Sporting Kansas City had the better lineup than the LA Galaxy. And it, and I would argue wasn't even really that close. But yeah, know, it's not no. always how it goes. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, dude, I just, <laughs> you want to know something? What? I'm sorry. I got to share right now. Okay. I just get a, I get a notification on my phone that said my Xbox took a screenshot and my okay. wife, my wife down there playing a game. She don't know how to play. I think she took a screenshot accidentally. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> important things. <laughs> Sorry. I was just like, what the fuck? What's going on with You're my like, Xbox right now? Xbox? <laughs> uh, maybe she's playing FIFA. She's taking out her sporting KC frustration. It's Harry Potter, bro. Harry Potter. Uh, well, you know, priorities. priorities. Um, this was an lineup. important game midweek. Yeah. This felt, I was, I was excited. I was like, we're going to bounce back, bro. We're going to smush yeah. these guys. It's going to be crazy. It felt like a real opportunity for Sporting Kansas City to go on the road, course correct from a disappointing LAFC loss, and get some points. And it started out pretty well. I mean, it was uh, Sporting Kansas City was was largely on the front foot, and then Alan Polito in the twelfth minute finds the first goal for Sporting Kansas City, and it was a just absolutely gorgeous cross, just a little chip cross from Eric Tommy down the right side, uh, perfectly over the Galaxy defenders' heads. Alan Polito's right there, heads it with pace and power right past the goalkeeper. He gets a hand to it, but can't stop it. 1-0 in the 12th minute. I'm feeling great. So good. So good, man. It was, yeah. uh, whew, that just, I don't even know how that happens. It barely gets by, right? But it had enough oh. to get by. Just, mm-hmm. I, I was I was impressed. And Polito shows his quality. He stays just onside. He holds up his lean just enough that he stays onside. The Galaxy defenders were begging for the offside call, but of course it wasn't coming. Uh, and then and then the header, he just, it's perfectly done. Uh, gets it on there, and, and you're feeling pretty good. Um, unfortunately, then, just, what, 12 minutes later, going uh, in, in the 24th minute, um, LA Galaxy, they get a, uh, a set piece, and Douglas Costa... Sends this ball in that feels like it was to the far post. I'm watching it. I feel like, okay, this ball should be pretty easily cleared. It wasn't like it was a pretty high looping ball. It was placed well, but it wasn't wasn't anything that you don't really expect. And uh, Caceres was there and he gets a free header. There's a couple of players, Kyrie and Jake Davis, who both, I don't know which of them was assigned to the back post. It might be Kyrie. Neither of them went there. They left Caceres wide open. I can and, tell uh, you what whoever who everyone says it is. You well, know, yes. I was very upset with. <laughs> but uh, he puts it down. And I know it's, look, I know it was close range, uh, but Kendall McIntosh has to do better there too. He was kind of yeah. too far over and feels like that's a ball that Timelia saves. I feel like there's a few balls that have happened lately that Timelia should save. Yeah, it... it that's a conversation that I'm happy to have because nobody really knows exactly what's going on with Pulse Camp right now. He's not injured. SKC2, man. He just played for them the other night. Played for SKC2. The argument that you could make for putting McIntosh in there instead of John Pulse Camp is, well, if Pulse Camp is making too many errors and he's actively costing you points, okay, put McIntosh in there. I'm not seeing a discernible difference between Kendall McIntosh 
and Pulse Camp. And in fact, I would say Pulse Camp actually started the year. There were a couple of young player mistakes here and there, but he started the year so well that there were a lot of us, myself included, that thought, <clears throat> excuse me, that thought when Tim Melia comes back, it might be Pulse Camp's job to lose. And he seems to have gone missing in, you know, the Canadian tundra somewhere. We just have no oh, idea where he is. Bro, he's on milk cartons. Like, we don't know why he's <laughs> he's not in this. Um, I, I And I don't know, like, what's it gonna, what's it take for Peter to rotate, to put him back in there, give him a shot, you know? Um, right. Do goalkeepers have runs of form like field mm-hmm. players do? Um, so. If that's the case, then what kind of form is Kindle in? We, we haven't had a shutout for a bit. Right. So when do you make that change and give give Pulse Camp another shot? And and the saves he's missing, I would say like this one as an example that Casera scored. I wouldn't say that's like an easy routine save, but I would say that's a save that if you want to be at minimum a playoff team, but if you want to actually make any sort of noise in the playoffs, you have to expect your keeper to do better with. Um, yeah. Timelia probably gets to that one. Eight out of ten times, I would say. There's going to be a couple times he lets it by, but I, if Pulse Camp is supposed to be the keeper of the future, wouldn't you rather have him in there and learn in game situations? Because I don't, I, I can't believe he's going to be doing worse than Kendall is right now. I mean, we're not seeing training. We don't know what the deal is. It's um, true. Something happened, and how how come no one's, how come no one's asked? Like, how come that question hasn't been asked in, like, pressers and stuff? Are we scared? He doesn't really give – It's at, it's been asked no. in training before, and he doesn't okay. – Peter doesn't really give, you know, answers that offer much insight. Because he oh, keeps sure. that so close to the vet. Like, you ask him, and he's just like, they're both good goalkeepers. Kendall's just the one I'm deciding to go with right now. He doesn't really give much. I've heard through some channels that are not official that – at least this, and this has been a few weeks since I've heard this, but like this started with, you know, Peter maybe trying to motivate and light a fire under Pulse Camp and be like, hey, if you want the job, take it. Like, if you want to be the number one, then like, let's prove that you're the number one. And apparently, if that's the case, he hasn't felt like Pulse Camp's done that yet. But I would also argue, you know, again, I don't see training every day, but there's only so much you can show in training, right? And you're right about his answers too, uh, in in press conferences and whatnot. He he he's no more helpful than the uh, the pool the the pool reporter asking the VAR referee questions. <laughs> right. It is one of those things where I see you know I'm in the press conferences, so I'm I'm always curious to see how people react to some of the press conference questions. And I'll be the first to admit, like this is not a full time job for me. So I do feel like at least I specifically try to I wouldn't necessarily say tiptoe around Peter but I I pick and choose my spots when I ask questions because I don't have you know a a full-time job with the athletic or the New York Times or whatever if a you know a PR department gets mad or or whatnot where they're gonna be like no they're they're doing the job like we're we're an independent podcast that ended up joining KCSN and I I feel like there would be support there but I'm not gonna go in and be like Peter, you idiot, why are you doing that? And I feel like that's what fans sometimes want the reporters to do. Even after this most recent game, uh, the loss to the Chicago Fire, I saw some people, and I shouldn't have gone on there, but on, on SKC Reddit, they're like, of course, the media doesn't ask him any real questions. And and it just it gets to a point where you get the same answers over and over. Yeah. So 
we can only do so much. And and I guess I would say there's a open house town hall forum with Jake Reed coming up. If if y'all feel like when is that? You're not. I want to say it's Thursday. Oh, okay. Is, is it right? pretty soon? I think so. Well, it's you know, our our producer Nick uh, just chimed in on the chat, said that uh, you know people are never happy with the media, right? And uh, that's true. But as media, you know, you're always trying to find uh, a different way to ask something because right. why? You're in the room. You hear how people ask, and you know how annoying it is to ask the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Sperry knows when he asked the same question that was answered literally five seconds before. <laughs> right. You know, you, you can do, you can only do so much. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to find where the Jake Reed town hall thing was. I swear there was one coming up. Um, now I'm not finding it. Maybe I made it up, but they do those Did types of things. it already happen? And maybe it already happened last week and I missed it. But uh, those what are the I? opportunities for fans to go and ask questions if they don't if they're not happy with the questions that the media are asking and you you tend to see that those questions don't end up getting asked to those because it is it is harder to do it and you try to do it in a respectful way while still getting an answer but it is it is what it is so i literally texted you friday june 16th about the town hall so it might have been the following thursday which was this this past week yeah which and they don't stream it or publicize it or anything but the cauldron wouldn't fucking say anything about it. They tend not to. They tend to uh, to keep those things pretty close to the vest, uh, pretty close Why? to the chest, I should say, because that's sort of the deal with the club. It's like it can be an AMA, anything goes, but we're not going to air whatever grievances that are asked. Okay, so things. okay, so you only really matter if you pay that uh, supporters <laughs> group fee, right? If you're only a part of that. I mean i I would say it's not that much of a supporters group fee, but. Well, yeah, you know what I mean, but like, what yeah. what about the other fans that are not a part of the cauldron that still share the same frustrations? Um, yeah, what about that? Maybe they couldn't they make could it to the town hall if they wanted to. Um, yeah, you did text me. I'm looking through trying to see, and I can't find where the date was. No, but I didn't tell you the date. It, you know, so it is what it is. Um, we go into halftime with the Galaxy one one, not feeling great. So no, it's not great. Yeah. It's um, you think that you gave up a cheap goal and you're hoping for a better one in the second half. And so we'll we'll talk about what happened again in the second half um, and sort of a draw that kind of felt like a loss, but also kind of felt like a win. It was just confusing. Uh, but before we get to the second half, we're going to take a break real quick. So we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Yay. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, question for you, buddy, real quick. <laughs> Yes, uh, what do you think about those Juneteenth jerseys that they're auctioning off? Have you seen those? I saw them briefly. Yeah. Um, I never Pretty go cool for artwork. any of the, yeah, the artwork's great. I never go for any of the, the specialty jerseys. I don't go for any of the auction jerseys really either. Um, yeah. but I know you got your, uh, your Andre Fontas jersey. I got lucky with Fontas. I, I, you know, I found out he, I wear the same size as him. I was like, cool. Cause I'd like to, I'd like to wear it. You know, I'm sure. not going to frame this thing. But it's it's cool because it's it's one of one. You know what I mean? No right. one will ever have that mm-hmm. well, with the special numbers. Uh, you can't get it customized like that. It's not like a pride jersey where other people can get pride numbers. You know, right? Um, but this is this one's different. It's not yeah. game worn jerseys. They're auctioning off a mm. single jersey signed by the entire team, one for every club. Interesting. Um, and it's you know some of them are up there at like seven hundred, nine hundred dollars right now. Right um it's a good chunk of change definitely that'd be like a frameable for sure if you're gonna pay that kind of money oh yeah that's that's a collector's item if you're doing that so yeah i mean it's art you display it right. as art and it, and it looks as such so yeah i do like the game worn aspect of stuff though like knowing that fontas wore this jersey and that <laughs> actually i'm not <laughs> even sure squat. he played honestly i don't know if he played who knows he yeah was, yeah but um anywho back to the feel galaxy his, feel game. his feel his spanish power <laughs> so good um one one at halftime. Okay, cheap goal. You're thinking come back out. At this point, Johnny Russell hadn't played yet, so you still have some firepower on the bench. Um, but it it just sort of sporting KC just didn't feel like they were on the front foot really at all. And then there was a bad turnover down the right side between Jake Davis and Kyrie Shelton, and then Judd from uh the LA Galaxy just kind of gets a free run past. Uh, both central defenders. He, he kind of just runs right behind Andre Fontas. Speaking of, and uh, he get Fontas gets caught sort of in no man's land, and Judd has a free header at the penalty spot, and suddenly it's two one LA Galaxy in the sixty fourth minute. And I really had no hope at this point. Look, that man signed for Sporting KC too. Did you know that? Oh, really? I didn't realize Judd, that before yeah. he was uh, before he was drafted to the Galaxy. He was signed for SKC too. I forgot about that. Kind of cool. Yeah. He, um, I mean, this was a, a, a pretty bad miscommunication between Davis and Shelton. But if you check out what Peter Vermees said after the game, he was like, the ball never should have really been played down that side. Uh, we didn't have numbers there. We had numbers on the left side. It should have been going uh, up the left side and um, one miscommunication uh, and then another bad defensive error. And then Kendall just can't quite get to the looping header that Judd sends over him. And it's 2-1 Galaxy. And it kind of didn't feel great from there and yeah. Uh, yeah can we can we do a quick side note on uh how do you say this guy's name ricky ricky what pooge pooge um do we like <laughs> him i'm not i'm not thinking i'm a fan of uh mr whiny pants uh the man well. seemed to be very <laughs> distraught and and enraged the entire game i was like who the fuck is this yeah. guy i mean he's very good he's sure. the best player by far right now 
I just so, was not a fan. I was like, this guy's kind of a baby when things yeah. don't go his way. He was kind he of is. being sassy. He is definitely sassy. Um, sassy. Po- how'd you say it? Pooch. 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 Sassy pooch. All right. <laughs> Feels <laughs> like you're not allowed to say that. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't this, feel right. I don't, you know, whatever. If that's his name, you don't have a dirty name, bro. This game almost ended in the 73rd minute. Um, and it probably should have. Tyler Boyd made a gut-busting run for the Galaxy the length of the field and was fed a ball almost exactly at the penalty spot. Perfectly, McIntosh was off his line. Boyd puts it past him, and it bounces off the crossbar. It even bounced straight back into the box, and there was uh, Ricky Pooge, your boy, was, was right boy. there and couldn't quite gather it. That should have ended the game for the Galaxy. That was the game. That was it, dude. That was 73rd minute. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's going in, and it hits that crossbar. Marissa and I were FaceTiming during this game, right? <laughs> so it was like, but I was like a good six seconds ahead of her, and I was like, I can't not react to what's happening, so right. I do apologize. The only time she forced me to not react is Polito's penalty here at the end. She's like, oh, yeah. please, please let me enjoy it in real time. And I was like, well, I'm six seconds ahead. So is mine the real time? <laughs> <laughs> when I'm watching games, I've, I've done that a couple times with family members or whatnot. I'll try to watch games over FaceTime or, or whatnot. Yeah. I try to pause it to sync up as close as I can with them because I can't not react. Well, I mean, it, pausing, it was live. You know, it was, uh, you know. Can you pause it? Can you pause live Apple TV? Or she can pause and rewind and all that on the MLS season pass. I've so, never tried. I it's just I've never wanted to be behind, you know. Right. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. You huh. can tell her to catch up. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Huh. <laughs> I should have done that. Damn. Yeah. What you a just pause, pause and count to five and then play again. Yeah. Oh shit. Well, well, this will never happen again, probably. Right. So no. But now you that's know. Fine. Maybe we did a PSA for people out there. Yeah, no kidding. I didn't think about it because I've never needed well, to pause live tv i go to bathroom at halftime you know right you're not usually pausing a soccer game because it's so you know short halves you can usually hold your pee for 45 minutes yeah i already so. put my phone on uh on do not disturb because i don't want to get like tweets oh uh, do you really yeah i put it on there before the game because sporting will tweet and i am subscribed to their tweets and i don't i don't want to see that something happens yeah and when when they're at the game it definitely it's about like a full minute before the broadcast so yeah yeah it is rough um, or or if you text me like you've you've done that before too and i'm like i uh i don't see it i don't <laughs> I see it till i look at hasn't my happened watch. yet yeah um 81st minute sporting kc had an opportunity that they kind of blew themselves uh i think it was daniel shallowy who was down the right side he sends in a gore it might have been jake davis i'm not i don't remember um, one of them who was going down the right side sends in a gorgeous cross to Johnny Russell and Johnny Russell should have put this one away. This is if Johnny Russell is at all in form, he puts this one away instead. Dude. He puts it directly at the LA galaxy goalkeeper. And it should have been tied right there. That's the, uh, that's the trade-off. They should mm-hmm. have won the game hitting that crossbar. Yep. Uh, we should have tied the game there. Like it's just, yep. that's how the sport works. And it's, it's crazy. That is how it goes. And then, Literally the 90th minute, Sporting KC earns a set piece. Johnny Russell sends the ball back. I believe it's Remy Voltaire who has the ball near the top of the box after it's bouncing around a little bit. He fires a shot on goal. Handball to the Galaxy. Pretty obvious. Hand was pretty far away from the defender's oh, yeah. uh, body. And then Alan Polito fires it past the keeper. 
ties the game in the 90th minute. He forgot a hand to it, didn't he? He did. He touched it. Polito's done this a couple times where the the keeper gets a hand to it, but there's enough power that he can't quite stop it. So that is that is frustrating for the keeper. Keeper, insanely frustrating. You know. Yeah. It's uh, run some numbers for someone. Should run some numbers. You're not gonna do it right now. What (laughs) is our record with Johnny Russell this season? It's. I'd have to look. That would have been good. Something I could have done. He's. He's not been great this year. It's not good. Um, and part of it, obviously, has, has been health. Um, but this is... He he starts to come back and we start dropping points. I, I'm, I have I'm not seen, saying it's all his fault, but hey. I have seen more than one person say that at, right now they would rather see Marinos Janis start on the right side and have Johnny Russell come off the bench. Didn't help that he was with Cyprus mm-hmm. doing his uh, national team thing. But uh, damn, if... if Chinese doesn't do some freaking put some speed out there. That man is uh, is slick. Well, and the problem, you know, Russell had a, had a pretty decent year um, resurgence toward the end of last year when when SKC kind of went on their run of form. He he's getting a little older. He doesn't quite have have the pace he did before. Defenders kind of know his tricks. His his first couple of years, it was you know splitting uh, the defender as he drives to the box or driving to the end line. And, and he's just not quite able to do that. And, and I know he's been coming back from injuries and he's not his full self, but he just, he hasn't been quite right. And this is the problem that the sporting Kansas city team is in right now is there's really no roster flexibility. And there are so many potential, like I wouldn't say there's any major flaw in this team other than the back line the center backs in particular have been wildly inconsistent. Like the right side could be improved because Johnny Russell's not playing up to par. Marino's Johnny's is more of a natural left winger. And then despite the terrible discourse around him, I don't think any of us think that Kyrie Shelton is the permanent answer or the long-term answer or the go-to answer to start game in game out or whatnot on the right wing. It'd be great to try to figure out, okay, where can we improve here? there's just no roster flexibility. So I don't think we can expect anything really major happening in this summer window coming up. I agree, man. It sounds like we might not really have um, the space for Mm -hmm. that. You know, there's not even a roster spot open unless they officially put Courtney Ford on the season ending injury list. Yeah. So I need um, side note, by the way, because it's Mm -hmm. really driving me crazy and I should have saved this for later, but it has to be said you, my friend, have another referee doppelganger out there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bro, it was the head ref for the NWS for the KC Current game this past okay. weekend. I was like, I just started laughing. I was like, look at Jimmy out there reffing. I'm out there. I'm out there doing my thing. Yeah. I think it's Eric Tattersall. Uh if you can find pictures of him. They don't really do well on, on Google images, but Eric Tattersall. Uh, that's okay. definitely not you found him? I, I'm I'm trying to find it. I thought I did. That's, but nope, that's I what I I did. Eric Tattersall, and then click uh, click the NWSL thing, and it's it's they don't really take many pictures of the refs, right? I I found one, I think, and I, I can see it. He's a tall, yeah. lanky dude who he has a haircut that's not too dissimilar from mine. He's kind of got the reddish hair. Yeah, he's okay. uh you know no offense, he's sexy Jimmy. He's not a bad looking <laughs> dude. I was gonna say I'll I'll take this. <laughs> I'll take I was it. Like, Look at like Jimmy getting his ref on. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Eric Tattersall. 
Oh man. But uh, this, yeah, this, this game was frustrating. Peter Vermees said that um, the club played really poor against both LA teams and getting one point across those two games was unacceptable. And, and I agree. So, yeah. So by all means, Hey, let's bounce back at home on Saturday against a bad Chicago fire team. Sounds easy, right? Well, that's what you're thinking you have to do. So then you yeah. go into this, the fire game at home. You've played really well at home. No team has scored more goals since the beginning of May than Sporting Kansas City. This is your chance to bounce back. The LAFC game was frustrating. Redeem yourself now. Kai Kamara is coming back. Okay, we can deal with Kai Kamara. He's not... I like watching Kai to... play. I always do. Uh, yeah. He's just fun, dude, and he manages to always be on the field. It's like, dude, you're getting up there in age. Why aren't you hurt? You know, yeah. why, why aren't you able to uh, take a take a day off he never does he just jumps from team to team and keeps playing you i mean he's certainly been around the league he's he's been uh it's like eight or nine different teams but he brings a positive like vibe to those teams though like he you watch him out there and he is fun to watch on the field yeah Yeah. and he gets in oh you're talking on the locker room there are questions but sure you know maybe that's why he's been on different teams i mean yeah it's like someone's resume and you're like, ah, oh, you're a job hopper, huh? What what happened at all these jobs? <laughs> right. I feel so, you. Been there. But but yeah, so he was coming back and you know, Sporting KC had had a pretty decent lineup out there. And and, and you'd think that this would be um, the chance to bounce back, but um, it didn't turn out that way. We all know that. So we're gonna take one more break and then we're gonna break down what we think happened in the Chicago Fire game right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. We back. I don't like this summer shit, man. (laughs) It's too hot for you? It's just warm. It's warm. Uh, I got my office upstairs. Our AC doesn't click on because downstairs feels nice. Oh, that's a uh, a, yeah, AC clicks on at night to kind of cool down the house when you sleep, you know? Yeah. But up here, it's like, no wonder no one, Marissa works from home, so no wonder she goes down to the living room halfway through the day. Right. <laughs> we have one of those Nest thermostats that uh, hey. the previous homeowners installed, and we just yeah. leave it on eco mode because we're too cheap to want to pay to actually cool down the house. So I don't put it on eco mode, but what's that put it at? Like 80 degrees? You can uh, set it, but I think we have it at like 78 or something like that. I do 78. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, when it's 97 degrees outside, it's still really hard to get the house down to 78 degrees. Can be. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Nick? I, Nick's got a problem. Nick's got a problem was, with our 78. 78. I mean, it. it's a lot higher than I would like it okay. to be. Just what do you yeah. put it on when you go to bed? Uh, I don't know that we change it when we go to bed. Cause again, we don't want to pay for it. Oh, Jesus. 68, so. bro. 68 <laughs> at night. This is why I love winter because we keep it colder in the winter because we don't want to pay for it again. So we have it at like 68 during the winter. And I love it. So I'm like, oh, I just put on a little sweatshirt. got some sweatpants right. on and it's wonderful. So See, Nick must have a family member that works for Evergy or something because he has no problem. <laughs> he has no <laughs> problem running that shit. Shooting the money out of that. Dollar, dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> um, this Chicago fire game, Alan Polito, he's he's looking to to keep his run of form going he's scored like four goals in the last three games or five goals in the last four games or something like he's just like a madman out there scoring johnny yeah. russell returns to the starting lineup 
So what you would think here, my first thought is, dude, Allen's pumped. Like he's on this little streak here. You think he doesn't want to continue this tonight? Right. Let's go. Oh, uh-huh. Johnny's in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Let's fucking go. Like, right. Shit's exciting. The midfield had Eric Tommy, Nemanja Rodoya, and Remy Voltaire, or excuse me, I should say Radoha, as uh, they were saying Bro. throughout the entire Galaxy game. <laughs> Where do they, Where's the Galaxy get these announcers? Just off the street? Like, because uh, these guys do zero prep. Uh, yeah. I hate to say it, we literally interviewed one of the guys on this show. Yeah. Uh, I wish I wish it was after the fact and be like, what, you guys don't do research <laughs> about people's names? He was our first interview many years ago. He was? And, uh, was our yeah. first one ever? I think so, because we did it. We did it over like a Skype phone number that we set up. Yeah, His agent they reached, reached out, out to us. us. Yeah, I was like, uh, "Do you know who we are?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, oh, I mean, there's some there's some online chatter on the Apple broadcasters because you take local broadcasters away, they don't know the teams as well. They don't know storylines. No. They don't know the names, and that continued and, even through some of the um, the other games that we saw over the weekend. What do you do all week though? Don't they have time well, to prepare? You should to go and track down ph- phonetic spelling. Um, you however, you pronounce things. Maybe look at some stats. Uh, one of the guys on the broadcast. We're back in the LA game, by the way. He <laughs> literally said, "But when the ball hit the referee, he goes, oh, my, what do you call that?'" Yeah. Well, you it's call referee it interference. referee interference. I mean, yeah. what do you mean? What do you call it? It's a drop ball, and, yeah. and they kick the ball back to the team who had it. So, is this your first soccer game, bro? Now these it people was weird. have thousands of followers on like twitter and stuff they're very well known in the socal yeah. region as far as like broadcasting uh like clippers yeah. games and stuff like well he's been the galaxy broadcaster before he knows soccer i don't know yeah. if it was just a brain blip or what but i just kept thinking like man you know how good we'd be at this job we we did t- we were texting about this we were like they should let it it would be so much fun to just have us do a broadcast and just mess around it would be fun obviously it's not yeah. happening but i mean you know how they do the you know how they do the nickelodeon broadcast for nfl games we need a <laughs> we need a no other pod broadcast for these games yeah yeah what's what's fun. stopping us from doing that by the way like having a live youtube show during a game it's just you and me chatting it up i mean it's a lot of content to go for for two hours yeah we can't as nick pointed out we wouldn't be able to actually show the game we could couldn't show the game, the game but, but it'd yeah. be a watch along right the watch along yeah that's what what uh kevin show does and yeah but um... we'd be way funnier <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i don't know maybe one day so yeah well, it'd be, be way less screaming uh it'd be a good time be, there'd be less argentina references 100 percent. less <laughs> less argentine stuff absolutely um this Chicago game, I, again, I'm looking at this lineup and I'm like, Sporting Kansas City is the better team here. On paper, be. Sporting Kansas City is the better team. And it's again, it's not close. Which makes you think, trap, 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 trap. I don't know what's happened over the last three games, really, with Sporting Kansas City. But these were three games that you should have gotten at least a point, if not three points across all three games. And we come out of these three games with a single point. All of that progress we've made across May has basically been shot now. I mean, it, it's You're still now four points below. Right. It's, it's not Man. great. Uh, you got shut out at home. You get shut out at home. Um, and it just was kind of, it was a, it was a boring game. Neither yes, team it was, it was, it was not a good game to watch. You know uh, why? How many shots, you know, we took one shot inside the box and it was blocked by a defender. I believe yeah. it was from uh, Remy Voltaire Every other shot, just go watch the highlights, the six-minute highlight package. We're firing stuff from outside the box. Boom, yeah. boom. 
Peter even said at the very end, he's like, mm-hmm. we talk about all the time how stop taking those shots. You're going to make one out of a hundred. Right. That's great, but it's not sustainable. So stop. Well, and this looked like the sporting Kansas, Kansas city team of March and April, not may there were, there were no we're runners good. into the box. I don't know if we're good at all, dude. I think we maybe got lucky, had a little form, maybe caught some teams at some bad times. I don't know Could who be. we are right now. It's um, it was three games in eight days. True. Yes. You got to say that, but you know, the, some of these games, I mean, three games in eight days is, is, is all well and good, but I don't think that's an excuse based on just how poor sporting Kansas city was playing. And and some of these mistakes were just mental. And I, I know you can fatigue and lead to mental errors and such, but this is definitely the most confusing sporting Kansas city team I've watched over the past 10 years. Yeah. Um, it's not a case of they're just flat out, not a talented team. Cause I think they are a talented team. It's I, a lot of people might disagree. I don't think it's a case of, it's just, Oh, the coaches, the, you know, putting the wrong tactics out there. Yeah, sure. Peter can be a little rigid in what he does sometimes. I think he's a little more flexible than people give him credit for, but I don't think it's just as simple as fire Peter. And suddenly this team has 15 more points than they do now. I don't think that's the answer either. I also don't think it's, you'd never let Kyrie see the field again. And you're 15 points better than you are now. That's not the, that's not the problem with this team either. There is something, and this is where it gets tough. That makes it seem like there's just, an inability to gel in the way that it should with this team on a consistent basis. They did it for 10 games at the end of last year after Tommy and Agata came in. They did it for six or seven games throughout May. And now they've sort of reverted back to the same bad habits, the long shots, the mental errors, the giving up silly uh, giveaways and, and poor set pieces that they did to start the year. And I don't know how you fix it because there's no room on the roster. No, I mean, everyone's doing this roster analysis and they're like, listen, the only way to even have a, a spot open mm-hmm. is to add Courtney Ford to the season ending injury list. Right. And and it's like, I, I guess I assumed that happened or is going to happen anyways. Um, yeah. But it's like, you're not bringing anybody in. No. You're not, unless you're doing some weird trade or something. But it's just, I think it's a done deal. You have to, you know, play the hand you're dealt. Mm-hmm. and and hope for the best mm-hmm. and even the goal that chicago scored in in this game it was less than two minutes after Man. halftime started um again which is the worst we get mm-hmm. these early goals right after halftime do you know how frustrating that is for everyone involved yep it's it's really poor um there were a couple of mistakes here jake davis does not close down uh, on the the chicago fire winger he he gives him way too much space to send in the cross if that was Kyrie Shelton, he people would be calling him for him to be caught on the spot. I'm just going to say that right now. Of course. And then Fontas, I think, tries to like back heel, flip it away. And all he does is just send it right to Herbers. Just right tee him up. Just basically set him up perfectly for essentially a penalty kick who fires it on to, uh, to the net. And um, yeah, that was, that was that. Kendall can't it was get there. Kind of- it was kind of an accidental clearance by Fontas. I don't think he was quite ready to clear it. I think he just got a foot on it, but wasn't didn't get enough power behind it because he wasn't ready. I thought that too, but there is one angle where it does kind of make it look, look like 
he intentionally stuck his foot out. I don't think he intended to flick it backwards. I think Mm. he probably thought, I don't want it to get to the far post and have somebody tap it in because he definitely does stick his foot out. He probably was trying to clear it out more sideways, but he mishits it and it gets right to Herbers. And I would say also that, again, McIntosh probably needs to to do a little bit better there. He doesn't center himself back in front of the net. He kind of stops partway through and just sits. And so when Herbers hits it right down the center of the goal, McIntosh isn't there to, to save it. Again, it's not an easy save. I'm not saying that's a save that every goalkeeper should make every single time. Right. But there is a trend here of McIntosh is not making the above average difficulty saves that good keepers do make at times. He's He makes the saves that he should make, and that's about it. And so he's not earning you points when Tim Melia, when he's in form, earns you points. Yeah, I mean, McIntosh had one hell, you know, he gets he gets some good looking saves sometimes, mm-hmm. but it's just uh, I don't know, man. It takes more than a a goalkeeper to keep points off the board. It's it's all about the defense as well, and we know that's been shoddy at best and mm-hmm. inconsistent. And Rosero's out, and then Font he's back, but Fontas is out, and it's the consistency's not there. It's been a rotating door of people across the back line due to injuries, due to suspensions, due to right. center backs not being in form. Castellanos comes in, has a hell of a game, probably game of his life. Sure. And then, uh, you know, we can't just keep, we can't keep it up. Rosero has been inconsistent at best. There are times when he looks like potentially one of the best center backs in the league. And then there are times when he looks like he's just too unpredictable and sort of flippant with what he does on the field. And then Fontas has his moments, but then there are other moments like the one that we just mentioned, or he's just not athletic enough to keep up with some of the the strikers that are coming into this league. Yeah. Um, the thing I do want to get your, your feedback on, because I was not at this game. I was still in Tennessee. Um, Kyrie Shelton came into the game, I think, in the 83rd minute, I want to say. Oh, I had no idea. And I don't know how prevalent it was in the stadium, but on the broadcast, and, and this is what I want to get your thoughts on, because I don't know if mics were just near people or what, there were very noticeable and audible boos before Kyrie Shelton even set foot onto the pitch. Way more prevalent than normal. You know, normally there are a couple, and we're like, are you kidding me? There's people still booing. This was like times five, maybe, mm-hmm. even times ten. It was, it was loud, and I was like, you've got to be shitting me. This is I, I I put up a tweet about it and then I told people look I'm not going to argue with you because y'all oh, already you made up your some, mind. You got some responses. So th- this is there's some good and bad here because I basically said I have an issue with booing Kyrie before he even comes out on the field. You're booing a player being put in a difficult spot where he's playing out of position. People are so hyper focused on every mistake he makes, unlike I've ever seen with a Sporting KC player. I had 33 responses to that tweet. That's a lot of responses to a single tweet that I send out. Now, what I will say, and this is what gives me a little bit of hope, because I think sometimes we get hyper-focused in on the online discourse. 141 people liked that tweet. And there were a number of retweets too. I still think the majority of the Sporting KC fan base, not the hyper-online fans, but the majority of the fan base, is not with booing your own player, even if there are valid criticisms to be had, which there are of Kyrie and how he's played or the positions Peters put him in or whatnot. There are criticisms that are appropriate and fair. Mike Kuhn, I thought had a very good thread that I retweeted that basically broke it down in an appropriate way. But then, as I said, there are some people who it's gone from appropriate criticism, which does exist 
to like a weird personal vendetta. And that's just where like, if it's me, I think it's okay to criticize the performance of a player on the field in an appropriate way when they're making a mistake, but it makes us as fans, I think look silly as a fan base to boo your own player before he even checks into a game, even for the last seven minutes. Hey, it's everyone on this team has made mistakes and I don't dude, is this a black and white thing? Because I mean, we have, we have subconscious biases in this world. We all got them. Mm -hmm. We all got them. And and it's how you deal with them. That makes it better. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why isn't the young Jake Davis getting some flack? Cause he, you know, cause he's a white kid where you got to go hold the black adult to a different standard. I'll play the race card. I'll play it. I think it's a serious conversation. I think it's, I think there's a conversation to be had. I think there is nuance in this conversation because I think people do understandably give a little bit more leeway to the younger player. Jake Davis is much younger. He has a lot more to learn. He's played Um, more than Kyrie has. He is not making $600,000 a year, which is valid criticism. Kyrie is not playing up to a near roster maximum salary spot but that's so not Kyrie's, Peter, dude. that's not Kyrie's fault that and and that is some of the to be fair that is what some people say out hey we're booing peter not Kyrie. i hope but, so but but what i will say is but you're only doing it when he when Kyrie comes onto the field and it has to impact the player i would say i think there are ways if you want to voice your disagreement with peter there are ways to do it i i'm not going to tell people what they should or shouldn't do i'm just saying yeah. i'm not a fan of booing your own player before he even comes onto the field because someone asked me, well, what would you suggest we do then to get our point across? And I guess, and my question back is all I'd say is what are you ultimately trying to achieve here? What's your goal with the booing? Because if your goal is to let Peter know that you don't like it, he knows he said as much after the LAFC game uh, was no, the Austin game when Kyrie scored, he was like, this player has been getting a lot of criticism from a lot of places. So it was nice to see him. And he even said he hasn't been informed. It was nice to see him get one. Peter is well aware what y'all think of him and what y'all think of Kyrie. So I don't know. We are, we are here to present possible options or reasons, right? I just want to say real quick, just to clarify, I don't think it's a race thing. I don't think it's a black. Sure. 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 That was me just saying like, is it? Like I'm just throwing out things. So well, before I, someone know, comes at me online right now and is like, "You think? Oh, you think it's all fucking race?" It's not. A, I don't think that at all. I, but I, I, Drew Vanderplug, I think, was one who said on there, like, "I think there is something to be said for." I don't think this is the intent with anybody, but there is a stereotypical trope with like questioning um, the the care or effort from black players more than white players like you hear about this with like there's stereotypes with like nba players all the time sure the white nba players tend to be described as oh they're the smart ones the cerebral ones the ones who can um you know just really good fundamentally and then you know the non-white players tend to be described more as like just really freaks of nature and and it's it's a little too easy to fall into those tropes i don't i agree with you i don't think that's what the vast majority 100 years there I don't think that's what the vast majority of this fan base is doing, um, but it but that doesn't mean that it might not impact the player. So yeah. that's all. That's all I would just say is, it's me. Years. Yeah, right. I'm not. I'm not booing my own player. I think there are ways to voice your. If you have valid criticism or complaints with the club, there are plenty of avenues to do that. Whether it's, you know, town hall, baby, ticket sales or town halls or whatnot. So, I don't know. I'm. I'm not a fan of booing 
a player every time he steps foot onto the field. But that's just me. So I'm not either. And it's not going to stop because the moment you not. say something should stop, it's uh, it's not going to stop. By the way, I did uh, look, and I believe, I believe the town hall is actually this Thursday. Is it okay? I I thought so. I haven't seen anything about it. So, um, go ask Jacob Reed your questions if you want to. I think they're valid questions to be asked of Jake Reed, and and I hope people go do it. It is yep, June 29th. There you go. Hey, this is a topical podcast. Six thirty to eight thirty, town hall Thursday, Children's Mercy Park. Go ask Jake questions by all means. I hope people do. There, there are some valid questions to be asked. Um, yeah. This Saturday. Season t- it's a season ticket holder thing too, yeah. right? So I can't wonder, go, but I can't either. Um, this Saturday, they're back at home hosting Vancouver. Vancouver just beat LAFC three to two last week. This again becomes kind of a must win game. You, Dude, you really don't have a choice if you want any hope at the playoffs. It's just not, it's not looking fun right now. They got to bounce. They got to bounce back right now mm-hmm. with force and and show that they want to be in a position of success. Yeah, it's getting scary. It is. It is. Um, they have to do it. I I would like to believe they could do it. I know they can do it. Will I would like to believe they will do it. Um, I don't know if they will do it because I I kind of have the feeling I did again in March and April where it would be easy for me to say, yeah, I think this team will do it because everything in my head should say with the players that we have and, and playing at home against a team like Vancouver, who is not historically a great team and we do pretty well against them. And, but, the, but nothing they've shown me on the field over the last three games indicates that that's what's going to happen. So I'm going into this game nervous. And my fear is if this spirals a couple more games, any goodwill that was built up in May will be gone. We'll be back to the Vermies out chance. Um, there have already been rumors about Polito being sold. It sounds like those rumors out of Mexico have sort of been squashed, and now they're saying he's going to play out through his the rest of his contract, at least with Kansas City, which is what Peter's been saying all along. But we're we're not far from the wheels falling off again, and they were just about falling off a month ago. Yeah, crazy how just so one week ago. can do that to you. Yeah, but could be worse, I guess. We could be Toronto, who just fired their coach. Um, yeah. Fired uh, star coach Bob Bradley, you Bob know. Bob Bradley and Toronto has, I think, the highest salary, well, pre messy yeah. salary in the league. Do you think he's like, but my kid plays here? Well, <laughs> he had plenty of other opportunities to coach his kid too. So, yeah, um, yeah, he, he, they have the highest salary pre messy, but Messi, of course, is reported to make at least fifty to sixty million dollars per year. So, oh yes, MLS has that kind of money. <laughs> See where that's coming from. Um, Wonderful. I don't know, man. It's it's. I'm I'm hopeful okay. that they can turn it around against Vancouver, but but we'll see. I just don't know. I don't know either. I I'm hopeful too, but like now you're getting Johnny Russell back in the fold of things, and I I gotta tell you, is Johnny a one trick pony? And everyone's reading him, and they're just like, look, we know how to fu- shut you down. Tell them that after every goal they give up, every player on the team has to drink a hot shot, dude. What is what is people's problem with this hot shot b- nonsense? <laughs> I want to try one now. It can't be bad. Well, the flavor the website, is like spicy mango. But the website says the whole point of it is, is it's so spicy that it overwhelms your senses that whatever pain you were feeling before from the cramp, all of those basically thoughts get diverted to your mouth to try to get rid of the spice flavor you're feeling. Okay. So, so anyone doing that has never done the Pocky One Chip Challenge. Well, probably not. So You want to do it with me? 
I'm not going to say no, but we I'm could not going to commit on, to it right now. We could do it on this podcast and videotape. I'd rather do a hot shot on this podcast because there's a soccer tie-in. But that's a that's fine and dandy, but that's for cramps, bro. The one chip challenge. Maybe I'm cramping is, right now. You don't know. You should not be cramping right now. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> you, you cramping. You got, you're the guy who cramps in your sleep and you wake up and you need a banana <laughs> real quick. I need a salt lick. Yeah. I just think that... Uh, Dude, the one zip challenge is uh, oh, I know. there's no it, challenge, haven't you? Or no, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna fail. It's not yeah. a challenge you succeed at. Right. It's absolutely terrible. Well, maybe one day. So, you I'm saying just... I saw Tucker Tucker Franklin. He was talking about doing the hot shot, and I was like, I'm kind of interested too. So, but as an as a person who works out and athletic and stuff, like you mm. want to do it when you need it. Like they yeah. cost four dollars a bottle, or and they only the sell content. them in a six pack or a twelve pack. So let's split it. We'll go into it. We'll give Nick one. We'll give Tucker one. We'll give Jordan one. That's you three. Order, and then... You want me to order 12? How am I getting it to you? I live in Topeka. I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right. I'll, yeah, <laughs> we'll I'll make Sperry do one with you. us. Nick, um, Nick Spring. Wow, what a bad producer. He will not. <laughs> he says I will not be doing one. What a, what a poor producer. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's about all we have. Let's just hope that we can come back next week and have a victory pod because we've been missing it for the last couple of weeks, and I want to beat Vancouver. I am feeling good about it, but I'm, I'll, I'll be out there and I'll be excited if, if, if our luck turns around. We'll see. So yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you check out that uh, tacos and bourbon golf tournament. If you uh, haven't signed up already in the, the link in the description, uh, but yeah, leave us that five-star rating and review on Apple podcasts. If you can shoot us an email, no other pod at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at no other pod at Dan Couser at JC Mac zero three. Check out KCSN Soccer on YouTube and check out that Kansas City Sports Network app. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. It's just spicy fruit, y'all. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.